The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Well, good day, Terry. (laughs) Good day, Tom. Guess what? I changed my mind. Uh, About what? (laughs) Well, you remember I said we wouldn't make a big deal about the progress and success of this program, The Open Door. Yeah. You know, refraining from tooting our own horn, et cetera. Well, that we would just quietly observe without fanfare that we've reached a significant milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on second thought, it occurred to me that this milestone that we've reached is due largely to the loyalty of our faithful audience. It's not something we've done alone. You, our wonderful listeners, are such a large part of what we do and why we do it that I just felt you should be rightfully acknowledged for your irreplaceable role in our unfolding journey together. The milestone we're referring to is this. Today marks the broadcast of our 100th original program. (laughs) That's amazing. like that? Yeah, 100 times we've stepped up to these microphones and 100 times you have tuned in to spend a few precious minutes with us so that together we can make progress on the pathway detailed by the Ascended Masters for understanding and attaining the ultimate goal of life, our ascensions. And it is certainly no accident that the focus of today's 100th program is on free will and karma. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Like everything in our lives, we choose what we will do, what we think, what we feel, what we will let into our consciousness. Like this show, you always have a choice. You can always tune us in or tune us out. That's the wonder, beauty, and power of free will. We've often said that the lives we live are the lives we choose. Well, you know, that is so right. What is being outpictured in our lives at any given moment is the result of choices we have made in the past. It could be a choice we made just seconds ago or the effect of a cause we set in motion years or even lifetimes ago. So let us first and foremost say thank you to all of you who have tuned us in stuck with us, and made what we do so worthwhile and rewarding. Yeah, we know you do have a choice. You always have a choice. And we are grateful, humbled, and blessed that you have chosen us. And as we note the passage of this 100th cosmic mile marker on our mutual journeys home to the heart of God, we pray that God may bless you in every way possible. And one of the great blessings God has bestowed upon us in this, in this opportunity is that we each have daily the opportunity to balance our karma. Yes, we do. We've all got a backlog of negative karma to deal with and hopefully balance. No one escapes this accountability. You, me, 
We've all made karma, and the law of karma is exact. This is because of the power we wield as co-creators with God. We have a karmic responsibility for all of our creations. Yep. Like it or not, this is a reality we must comprehend. God holds each of us accountable for our thoughts, words, and deeds. This is cosmic law. Just as God would never interfere with the exercise of our free will, he will not come between us and the law. And in the exercise of free will, it is God's own energy we use to animate and qualify our creations. Create well, make good karma. Choose poorly, and you create a debt of life, a a debt to life, I should say, of bad karma. It is as simple as that, cause and effect. And cosmic law dictates that every jot and tittle of our karma must be transmitted and balanced. No doubt you've heard us say this before, but it bears repeating. The reason this karma must be transmuted is very basic. It is God's energy. And because it is God's energy, when it is returned to him on the constant currents that flow between his heart and our own, it must be as pure going back as it was when it first was (laughs) sent to us. Let's repeat that. God's pure energy sent forth must be just as pure when it is sent back. If we have, through our own free will choice, misqualified this energy, it must be, again, by our free will choice, requalified to complete the cycle of our co-creation and clean up our karmic messes. Uh, Now, the good news is that we have tools we can use to accelerate the transmutation of our karma. Tools like the science of the spoken word, what we call decrees, and high-frequency spiritual energy, such as the violet flame. Decrees are vocal prayers that utilize the power of the spoken word to create and focus powerful force fields of energy. And when done properly, decrees act as solvents that can dissolve karmic densities and ancient records on contact. By engaging in a practice of daily decrees, lifetimes of karmic records may be consumed in a matter of weeks or months certainly in much less time than it took to build these records in the first place. That's right. And when you employ decrees to harness spiritual energies, you determine just how surgically focused they are to address virtually any situation for yourself, for loved ones, for the planet, and her people. Yep. Every serious spiritual seeker would be well served to have these tools in their spiritual toolbox. You know, as we're talking, it occurs to me that since from the first moment of our individual consciousness, we are given the right to choose by God, perhaps we should really be talking about divine free will. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and I think you're right. You know, just as we have said again and again that we are co-creators with God, it is really not human free will that we wield, but divine free will. And while we acknowledge our free will, our right to choose, as one of the paramount gifts of God, we must also recognize another powerful component of will, and that is God's will. (laughs) Now, we don't want to get wrapped up in a semantic discourse regarding the nature of our free will and God's will, but we would submit this for your consideration. Is the highest expression of our free will ultimately best served through surrender to God's will? To choose only good is to choose only God. Precisely. You know, one who surrenders completely to God's will and who can sustain a childlike attitude in his sight cannot fail to attain Christ's mastery in the true spirit of oneness, one in mind, one in heart, one in the Holy Spirit. So true. When any man or woman has attained to this level of God reality through the universality of the Holy Spirit, there is no longer any difference between his or her soul and the Spirit of God. And getting to that point in consciousness is the road we choose to be on But we must be constantly diligent. Every student of the light should recognize in the gift of free will the right to choose evil as well as good. And to do so at the same time that they recognize the insistence on the part of their Christ mind to choose only that which is right, 
just, and pure in the eyes of God. As we've said, man has the right to create in defiance of karmic law, but there will be a price to pay. In cosmic law, there's no free pass. (laughs) No, there's no get-out-of-jail-free card. No. So the sooner we take accountability for our choices and align ourselves to the compass of God's goodness and His sacred will, the sooner we will graduate from our schoolroom and ascend into the light, taking our rightful place with the ascended masters who have followed this path before us and shown us unerringly the way home. And how nicely that brings us full circle to our original intent and to the reason we are happy to celebrate our 100th show with you. We are all on the most important journey our souls will ever take. It is the pathway back to the heart of God. Our spiritual course is marked by many tests and perils, and probably the last thing we need is to indulge in unnecessary and unproductive exercises of free will, fun though they may seem to be. We all know how alluring the material world can be. Oh, yeah. We are constantly tempted and distracted by things that look good and feel good. (laughs) And and God would not deny us those things. He wants us to be abundant and healthy and happy. Uh, Of course. It's just that there comes a point in everyone's conscious pursuit of higher truth and higher experience that the realization dawns. All those cool things you pursued (laughs) in the physical world, well, you can't take them with you. Sure. We know you've heard that a thousand times before. And there are plenty of material world experiences that your soul may need to know and live through. We are not suggesting a path of asceticism and austerity. No, we are not. But we are suggesting that you may well be served to employ some form of conscious measurement of the choices you do make. You know, mankind have a tendency to make what we might call horizontal choices. These don't take us up. They only move us sideways. And maybe a better way to look at this would be like this. Ask yourself if you know where you're going. What is your ultimate goal? Then, when faced with a choice, any choice, ask yourself if what you are choosing will get you to your goal. If your choice doesn't take you higher or vertical, it's probably a sideways or horizontal choice. This might be enjoyable in the short term, but if it doesn't keep you on the path, it just might take you off it. And frankly, you've come too far to let that happen. So, for the sake of our soul's ultimate goal, let's practice making free will choices that lead us upward and stop sacrificing our priceless opportunities to make real progress with sideways choices that may only lead us in circles. Yeah. Be happy. Don't worry. Stop struggling. Just remember to let your soul and your Christ self have a vote in the choices you make. Do that and you'll never go wrong. You know, life unfolding is a great ritual drama. And the soul needs this ritual drama of life to transcend human and worldly desires to reach for the great oneness of being. When we can see our free will choices unfolding through our life's dramas, we appreciate that through these dramas, if we choose, we move from one plane of consciousness to the next. Do we need help understanding how this is done? (laughs) Thankfully, we have the lives of the Ascended Masters, just as Jesus and Buddha to demonstrate how to successfully navigate the ritual drama of our own lives. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, we can read about all the great saints and sages and study the free will choices they made in lives that were often filled with great challenges and adversity. Their drama was transcending the human and reaching for the divine. And if there's been any one theme throughout our first hundred programs that we have hoped to deliver to you, it is that you have the right, the power, and the opportunity to awaken to the light within, transcend your human experience, and literally become God. You know, Terry, we've got to take a short break right now, but um, everybody, please stay with us. When we return, we will hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on free will and the ritual drama of life. Back in a moment. 
Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. true meaning of destiny? Is there an easy way to salvation? And what is the meaning of drama from a spiritual point of view? Listen now as Elizabeth Clare Prophet addresses these and other intriguing questions. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. When you talk about the ritual, it seems to me that what you're really talking about is the drama of life itself, and it also seems that perhaps drama is one of those elements that have been taken out of so many people's lives Why has that happened? I think that people have replaced the great drama of God's appearing with the melodrama of their own carnal minds parading on the stage of life. When God and Job were discoursing and the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, he said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. The point here is, who is man that he can stand and declare that we must eliminate ritual from the universe when all of life is the great ritual drama of life unfolding, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Ritual is the alchemical ingredient of life. It's the chemistry whereby God becomes man and man becomes God. And this is the goal of the entire flow of the creation over this magnificent figurate spiral of infinity whereby spirit becomes matter, matter becomes spirit continuously in the nucleus of the atom. It seems to me that Shakespeare and all of the other great playwrights were in their dramas, actually telling us how to move from one plane of consciousness to the next, which sounds very much like what you describe when you talk about ritual. Is this the work of the masters themselves? Well, Doug, the soul needs the ritual drama of life and its meditation upon the stars 
to transcend the mundane and reach for the great macrocosm of being. It seems that on earth today, people want instant religion, instant God, like instant pudding. And they want to replace a process, an alchemical process, that must include the redemption, that must include the kneeling before Almighty God and confessing, I have erred, I have gone out of the way of the tree of life, and I desire to return. I call on the law of forgiveness, and I accept the living God in the presence of His Son, the Lord Christ, as my Savior. God then answers our prayer with a whirlwind, with a whirlwind action of the sacred fire that is the coming of the Holy Spirit in answer to our prayer, the coming of the Comforter. The Comforter gives to us the original teaching of Jesus Christ and of the Cosmic Virgin, and we learn of the science of the Word that is our means of taking dominion over the earth. When I go to the altar of God, I realize that that altar is a place where I may alter or change my consciousness through this great alchemy of the sacred fire. And I know God as the great alchemist, even as I see him as the great dramatist, writing the script of my life. And if I can follow this script and make my will become the will of God, wedded in the alchemical marriage of my soul's reunion with the Spirit, then I can live my life as the instrument of the Lord. In Mother Mary's ritual of the rosary, she teaches us to follow the greatest ritual drama that has ever been written and portrayed. It is the life of Jesus Christ. In this drama, we see the incarnation of the infant child become the world's Savior, and we see as he puts on the consciousness of God, layer by layer, passing through his initiations, giving forth the teachings, and then going through the great betrayal, the crucifixion, and the ultimate glory. There is no finer rendition by any dramatist anywhere of the metamorphosis that must occur whereby that which is conceived of the earth earthly becomes the living Son of God, from the first man, Adam, to the last man, Christ the Son, who is the real self of each and every son and daughter of God. Would you explain exactly how the rosary performs this ritual? The rosary is a meditation upon God by our soul as we rise to the level of the Christ within the heart. And we meditate alternately upon Mary the Mother, the focal point of our own incarnation of the motherhood of God, and upon Jesus Christ for our realization of the fullness of that divine sonship within us. Through the Mother and the Son we reach the Father, and in the Father we are reborn according to His Immaculate Design. The rosary, then, is for the balance of the masculine and feminine polarity of being, and this is achieved by our contemplation of the life, the experiences of Jesus, simultaneously as we give the adoration of the Hail Mary. 
The Hail Mary invokes the flame of Mother within. Our meditation upon the events in the life of Jesus, the stations of the cross, enables us to also pass through the experiences which he passed through with Jesus and therefore to participate in this drama, to become the drama with him, to walk the stations of the cross, and thereby to have a reenactment by God within us of these most sacred events in the life of Jesus, which is to become our very own life. When we finally are able to totally equate with the life of Mary and Jesus and other saints, then we ourselves will be able to put on their consciousness of victory, of the resurrection, and of the ascension. As we are willing to enter this path, which is called the path of initiation, because our souls are being initiated, Mary and Jesus, the hosts of the Lord, Archangel Michael and the angels, come to us each day, and each day becomes a little ritual whereby we are given a lesson, a very important lesson in cosmic law. It is through a circumstance in our life created by our own karma. We no sooner conclude our rosary in the morning than we are beset with all of the problems of the day and the challenges that life joyously presents to us. We do not walk the Via Dolorosa because we are not sad. We are not in a sinful sense. We are not in a sense of shame. But we are in a sense of glory because from glory unto glory we know that we are putting on the consciousness of God. How does the rosary begin? Well, it begins with a sign of the cross which is a mystical sign whereby we realize that God the Father, God the Mother, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are the four points of the cross on which Jesus was crucified. This cross is the symbol of man, the incarnation of God. It also is the symbol of the energies of spirit descending in the vertical bar to the horizontal plane of matter. And so we make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Mother and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of God, then, we dedicate our ritual of the rosary to our putting on that life becoming life. It is in the name of God, then, that we give this meditation. The first prayer which Mother Mary has made a part of this ritual of the rosary is given as we hold the cross. The cross of what? It's the cross of the rosary, Doug. The rosary is a set of beads that has been used by Christians for centuries and that came into use a long time ago for the counting of prayers. Catholics today use this rosary in the recitation of the rosary, and so the cross forms a part of this chain of beads, and we follow the beads also because we want to keep track of the amount of prayers that we have given. Holding the cross, then, we give the keeper's daily prayer. The keeper is the keeper of the flame of life, and this is the calling of every son and daughter of God. This prayer is an affirmation of the flame within us, the consuming fire that is the reality of our God identity. And this is how it goes. A flame is active. A flame is vital. A flame is eternal. I am a God flame of radiant love from the very heart of God in the great central sun, descending from the master of life. I am charged now with beloved Helios and Vesta's supreme God consciousness 
and solar awareness. Pilgrim upon earth, I am walking daily the way of the ascended master's victory. That leads to my eternal freedom by the power of the sacred fire this day and always, continually made manifest in my thoughts, feelings, and immediate awareness, transcending and transmuting all the elements of earth within my four lower bodies, and freeing me by the power of the sacred fire from those misqualified foci of energy within my being. I am set free right now from all that binds, by and through the currents of the divine flame of the sacred fire itself, whose ascending action makes me God in manifestation, God in action, God by direction, and God in consciousness. I am an active flame, I am a vital flame, I am an eternal flame, I am an expanding fire spark from the great central sun, drawing to me now every ray of divine energy which I need, and which can never be requalified by the human, and flooding me with the light and God illumination of a thousand suns, to take dominion and rule supreme forever everywhere I am. Where I am, there God is also, unseparated forever I remain, increasing my light by the smile of his radiance, the fullness of his love, the omniscience of his wisdom, and the power of his life eternal, which automatically raises me on ascension's wings of victory, that shall return me to the heart of God, from whence in truth I am come to do God's will, and manifest abundant life to all. Beloved sons and daughters of God who are listening today, each time you give this daily prayer, you are entering into the ritual of God, whereby life within you is becoming more of that life, which is the life universal and triumphant. God bless you. Thank you very much. Indeed, thank you very much. And up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And let's all say hello to Sidney Bennett. Hi, <laughs> Sidney. Uh, by his free will choice, he's here with us again. <laughs> Hi, Sid. You know, we're hoping you can help us unravel and understand free will karma, and that little thing we call the spiritual path. Oh, no problem. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, free will has been called God's greatest gift to man. And I would ask first you know, if you agree with that, um, because I know that um, our I am presence and Holy Christ selves, not to mention life itself, probably rank right up there too, don't you think? Well, they do. But, but let's stand back for a minute and, and think about this. You know, we all get burdened. We all get discouraged sometimes. We all see very clearly our shortcomings, our faults, and et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, we feel that weight of condemnation that's upon us from the world. I mean, this I'm a worthless sinner type of thing, and that's kind of a, almost a race record, if you will, in our genes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but think about it for a minute. God Almighty, who is clearly beyond our comprehension, and certainly mine, has created us, number one, in his own image. Number two, he's taken a portion of himself and placed it within us, our I am presence. He's given us his son, the Christ consciousness to be within us, to teach us, to guide us, to get us home. And so he has then given us the greatest gift, which is free will. Without free will, we become robots. We're puppets. There'd be no point in existence. Yeah. And yet this free will is so magnificent. And what is so magnificent about, about it is it gives us the ability to choose to become God. Choose. Think choose. about that. Yeah. Yeah. To make the right choice. What a gift oh, free will God. is. Well, I mean, uh, so perfectly well said. I, it's like you have this amazing ability, Sid, to uh, kind of capture the essence of a question like that. I want to go, okay, thanks for joining us, folks. <laughs> That's what we're done now. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know we all did this once upon a time, but I still struggle with why we, any of us, would freely choose to leave the presence of God and descend into human density. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't know the answer to that, obviously. I think God does. But there could be various reasons one is, you know, we just desire to ex- experiment with being in the physical plane yeah. to gain that mastery, you know, and maybe not understanding the risk inherent in that. And we also know that the fallen angels sort of lured us from heaven, if you will, or from our first estate. Mm-hmm. Come on down, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, it's the old thing, you know, from the book of Genesis. Surely you shall not die. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think, you know, I don't know, but if it was a mistake for us to do this, which... Some mornings it definitely feels like a mistake. (laughs) Look at it this way. If we, by God's grace, master the physical plane, balance our karma, and make our ascension, we will have greater attainment, greater wisdom, and greater knowledge than if we had not. Because God is considering is always, you know, transcending himself. So it's not the same thing as if we'd stayed in heaven. So whether it was the right decision or wrong, we're alert or what mistakes it was, we can make this a victory. By winning our ascension, because once we get back to heaven and we're ascended beings, we'll have more to give to those that are still evolving on this planet and others. Yeah. yeah. You know, you reminded me that surely you shall not die. And I imagine Eve looking at the devil and going, well, I think I'll buy that, but it's Eve's, not surely. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't call me surely. Oh. Oh. I do that. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of freely choosing to leave God, 
the fact that the fallen angels fell suggests that they had free will as well. They had it then, and they have it still, don't they? Well, it's true. It's the gift to all. Yeah. But I, th- I want to make a point here, because people are saying, well, why don't the fallen angels repent? You know, mm-hmm. if they know they're going to go to a second death at some point, if they don't, doesn't, doesn't suddenly, you know, see their error, their ways, and so forth? The problem with that is we all build momentums, and the fallen angels the same thing. They have so much become the evil mm. that they have manifested that there's nothing left in them to even respond to God. And so it's the same with us. We build our momentums for good or ill. And those momentums become so strong that unless they're broken, if they're negative momentums, they can take us from the path for a very, very long time. Conversely, good momentums can carry us through very difficult times. And and again, we've used the example before. People that have a momentum, say, of alcoholism, Mm -hmm. they will Mm -hmm. carry that from lifetime to lifetime. And if they don't break that momentum, it's going to keep going and ultimately... Um, you know, they are going to pay the price for that. So yeah. we want to break those momentums, and that's one of the things that we are challenged to do in this lifetime. And if you have things that are hard to do, they're hard to stop doing, it could be because you have a momentum there. And that's where we need to ask God and the angels for help because they are greater than we are. Yeah, yeah and you brought up the fact that, you know, we have momentums of light. <laughs> uh, we've done a show on this. We've referred to it other times as well, you know, the dark night of the soul mm-hmm. where we are seemingly cut adrift and expected to survive right. the dark night of the soul or the spirit with the momentum of light that we do have, exactly. that, we, that we have attained. And that's something that I think... It's worth remembering that we do have a reservoir. We have a battery. That you is need to build doing. that up. And, you know, you talk about you can't take it with you. We are only the light that we have incorporated in our being. That's all we are. There may be karma, but when we leave this, this plane, you know, all we take with, will take with us is that light garden in our heart. And obviously what we have done with the use of energy and the free will God has given us. And we have karma, and that's why we have to keep coming back until we balance that karma. That's yeah. why we stay at it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the lessons we can take away from the saga of the fallen angels is that even the highest spiritual attainment <laughs> is no guarantee that we won't succumb to temptation. Uh, this is a humbling realization, isn't it? Well, it is humbling. And I think what this points out is the extreme danger of pride. <clears throat> God is the doer. Let us never, ever think that this human consciousness that we have created is the doer of great and glorious things. This human consciousness will never inherit the kingdom of God. We don't want this human consciousness to be made permanent because it's imperfect. And only God is perfect. We want to become one with the perfect side of our being, which is our holy Christ self. And the masters have taught there are people that have literally won their ascension and have been ready to take it when they have been rejected the last minute because they have retained pride. So this is something we need to pray for every day, that we be delivered of all spiritual pride or Mm. any pride that is not of God. And this can be very subtle. And believe me, the world is not telling you to do this, but God is telling to do this, because until we become humble before him, we need to be on a bended knee every day, thanking God for his grace, the opportunity, and the light that he gives us, because God is the doer, and we cannot forget that. I think we're the ones that are doing it. Indeed. You know, uh, one of the more, perhaps I should say, most um, malicious and pervasive lies of the fallen angels is to try and convince us that we can somehow escape the law of karma and skip out on our debts to life. You know, they've already convinced most of the Christian world that Jesus died for our sins, or in other words, canceled out our karmic accountability. Isn't it true, though, that when Jesus died, his great and magnificent gift to us 
was to give us a breather from the from bearing the burden of our karma until we were strong enough to carry it ourselves. You know, he didn't actually relieve us of the responsibility to balance our karma, did he? You know, that's exactly right. Every job title must be fulfilled. And what was happening was the you know the cosmic council, so to speak, could see that our karma was coming due in this hour around this time, the end of this of a tremendous cycle in cosmic history, and they saw we weren't ready. And so the Son of God came as the Savior in the mm. person of Jesus Christ to literally buy us 2,000 years yeah. to try and gain the mastery that we needed to deal with our karma because they could see it was going to overwhelm us. And remember, karma is impersonal. It's not God getting even with us. It's a cosmic law like gravity. Yeah. It, it, it can be predicted through astrology coming back. It's going to happen if, if we don't intercede. And so Jesus, by his magnificent gift and example, has literally bought us these 2,000 years to gain that mastery. And some of us, you know, haven't always made the best use of that time. <laughs> but now, because of other dispensations, including the violet flame and the science of the spoken word, we can move forward and hopefully deal with that which we need to do to finally get home. Yeah, yeah. and, and you, you mentioned the violet flame. So today we have decrees and we have the violet flame to help us balance our karma. Explain to us how, how it works. Well, I have to remember the law of karma is impersonal. It's going to come back. You know, the Hindus believe it's taken them a million years to make this karma. It's going to take them a million years to balance it. So what's the rush? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, God in this hour knows that this is opportunity. And, and the cycles have turned, and there's not always there. Opportunity is not always there. It is in this hour. And he's given us the opportunity to balance our karma, not only through the normal way, which is pain and suffering, which is not that easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but through the use of the violet flame, which is an energy of God that can literally change. It's like a chemical action to change the polarity of negatively qualified energy. And by our free will choice to invoke the violet flame, we can gain the benefits of it. So you can see we've made our karma through our free will choice, and it just doesn't happen that God's going to, well, I'm just going to erase all your karma. Nobody's saying, here's a tool you can use. If you choose again by your free will choice to qualify energy through your throat chakra, through your prayers, to invoke this violet flame, to ask me for it, then I will transmute your karma. And there'll always be a little left that we have to learn our lessons from. But believe me, it's nothing compared to what the saints used to have to go through to make their ascension. Well, you know, on that subject, I think it was um, many of the ascended masters who came before us didn't have the access that we do to the violet flame. How did they get by? You know, they just balanced their karma through physical suffering and holding light and prayers. And look at the lives of the saints. I mean, what they went through was pretty unbelievable. It's awesome. And, And, of course, that's the reason so few people wanted to pursue that path. Yeah, right. But they made it through grace. And, you know, I think St. Patrick's dictation I heard recently, he said, you know, we never had it so good as you have it. But here's the key, Tom. We have opportunity, but that's all it is if we don't take advantage of it. In other words, we can say, oh, the violet flame, isn't that nice? It's a beautiful spiritual energy. But unless we understand, and if we don't understand, we study to understand how it works, what it does for it, and the benefits of it, and then choose to use it, it's going to do us no good at all. And when we get to the other side after we leave this plane, you know, if we haven't used it and haven't taken advantage of this opportunity, we're going to be some pretty sad souls, i got to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it is sad because, yeah. you know, if you don't see the truth, ask God to make sure, you know, God, knock me on the head and show me if this is what I'm supposed to do because we don't often see it. And if we don't see it, we can't take advantage of it. So discernment, prayers to the Holy Spirit. Don't let the opportunity this lifetime slip through your hands. It's too 
It's too precious. It's pre- priceless. And I know that we talk so often, you hear us talk about awakening to the light within. That's the first stage of the opportunity is to awaken, is to open your spiritual eyes and realize the opportunity or opportunities that we have to make this spiritual trek you know, home to the heart of God. And you're right. If we don't use it, we lose it. I mean, it's, it's not there forever. We can't simply assume that we're going to always have it at our beck and call. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, these, these great saints that have gone before us, they, they had to balance 100% of their karma before ascending. And today, we have received this incredible dispensation that lowers the threshold of balanced karma required for the ascension to 51%, which is amazing. <laughs> to me, it really is amazing. Yeah. Tell us yeah. more about that. Well, you know, the Cosmic Council's we're seeing that very few people were making their ascension from this planet. Mm-hmm. And you can see why. It's, I mean, it's hard to balance all your karma and become one with God, etc. Yeah. It wasn't easy. And so, again, because there's a window of opportunity in this cycle, they opened the doors, you know, in 1939 or in the early 30s when the I Am Movement brought forth the teaching of the Violet Flame and also the dispensation, which actually was at the, the turn of the, the 19th century, Okay, you can make it to heaven, make your ascension by balancing 51%. You still have to balance the rest from heaven, so to speak. But clearly, it creates an opportunity for you know, virtually all of us that probably wouldn't make our ascension oh, uh, if we didn't do it. It's, as we said before also, it's much easier to balance your karma from the physical plane than from the spiritual plane. So we want to work as hard as we can. But everything is conspiring to give us the opportunity to finally make it home after a very long time. Don't let the world distract you from what you know in your heart, which is the calling of God to pursue him. Take time for God, for meditation, for your I am presence, for seeking the truth, for reading. Don't be so caught up in the cares and responsibilities of the world, the media and everything else that will distract you from who you are, that this opportunity slips away before you can take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. You know, people give this kind of energy to their jobs. They give it to their hobbies. Um, this should be our job. This should be job one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What's more important? Yeah, I mean, really. You know, um, I'm reminded of something that I think it was uh, you said that brought it up on a sh- previous show, that when we are uh, on this path, one of the realities we can assume is, is going to be part of our uh, experience someday is that we are actually ascended masters on some plane of consciousness. Aren't we? Well, you know, so at least that's where we are becoming. So part of us hurry is, up. <laughs> is perfect already in God, yeah. our I am presence, our holy Christ self. Mm-hmm. But we also, as we've shared many times, the soul is not immortal until it makes its ascension. And so, yes, part of our being is already God, is already perfect, is already whole. But we walk a path, the path of initiation, as Mrs. Prophet talked about, to balance our karma, to gain mastery, because at this point in time, we are not immortal. No. And until we make our ascension, we're at risk, because we are at risk because of the free will choices that we have, we've made. Yeah, and there's no coasting. I mean, this is one of those things, as you've said a number of times today and other times, too, is that we have to be diligent, we have to be consistent, we have to be focused. Whatever your situation in your life, okay, number one, you have created it. I mean, we've all done that. So don't get down on yourself. It's it's not perfect. I mean, none of us have a perfect situation. But don't run away from it either. And maybe when we come back from our break, I want to tell you a story, if I may, about an article I read recently about two brothers who ran away from their karma and the consequences of that. Because as we do that, it not only prevents us from taking advantage of the opportunity, but until we resolve that, 
we're going to come back and do it over and over again. Well, I think on that note, let's take that break then. And when we return, we'll continue this discussion of free will, karma, ritual drama, and karma dodging with (laughs) Sid Bennett. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. Um, We were talking with Sid Bennett about free will and karma. And before the last break, uh, you mentioned a story uh, about um, some legendary karma dodging. (laughs) Well, continue that. Yeah, I do. I want to tell you the story because I think it's 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 worth hearing. First of all, understand that karma can be very complicated. It can be simple. Mm -hmm. You know, I pour a pitcher of water on your head. That's pretty clear how that's going to be dealt with. (laughs) But other karmas, you involve a lot of people may involve a political situation, a world scene, may involve being in a culture where you have to have certain advanced inventions. You know, mm-hmm. it can't be in the dark ages. It's, karma is very complicated. And so what happens is the karmic board, which governs our destiny and our own souls, we plan. You know, we get this karma to deal with. You know, we you know, may plan many lifetimes in, in advance. You know, how am I going to get this? Get the people in the right place that I have karma with. Get the circumstances I have with it. And get the choices that I have to make because they're choices that I failed in the past, so I have to face them again. This story I read this week in the newspaper involved two brothers in Belgium. And these brothers were, are their twins, mm-hmm. and they were uh, born deaf. Okay? And they lived in a village in, in, uh, in Belgium. And, you know, they got along pretty well in life. And they, they were getting to their early 40s. And they, people liked them. They're friendly people and so forth. And they started to lose their vision. Oh, okay? dear. Now, this would not be an easy situation. I'm not minimizing the impact. You're already deaf and you're going to lose your vision. And so they decided that they didn't want to go there. And, of course, Belgium and some countries have had a very liberal euthanasia law. Oh. Okay, they're 43 years old. And they finally made the decision they wanted to end their lives. 
Okay, and they went through euthanasia, and in that country, it's legal, and they they eventually killed themselves as a form of suicide. The problem here is not only have they decided to become God in the sense of choosing when their life would end, but their karma here was clearly very complicated. You've got twins who are deaf, Mm -hmm. and then they start to lose their vision. I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not, you know, we have compassion for people going through these things, but... I think what's going to happen is they're going to be forced to repeat exactly the same thing. That's right. The problem is how long is it going to take before they get the right circumstance and the right dynamic where they're going to be back doing that. And they're going to be facing the very same choice of whether to continue their life or not. The problem is they've already built a momentum on the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the danger of this. And you can't keep making wrong choices forever. And suicide, we know, is a very serious choice to make. And you have to come back and face exactly the same problem. So it's, it's not that we have a lack of compassion for individuals like this. But if they walk away from it and they are dodging their karma, they're going to face exactly the same thing. But the, the choices are going to be more difficult because of the momentum they build for the wrong choices. I hear you. So it's sobering to read these things. But whatever the situation in your life, whatever it is, you know, ask God to show you. Don't walk away from it. Don't avoid the pain. Because through the pain, great love will come to you and, and resolution. And that's what you want. And, and we know these things aren't easy. If they were easy, they wouldn't be a challenge or a problem. But these karmas are difficult. Don't walk away from your karma. Take accountability. Ask God for his help. Use the violet flame. Use the science of the spoken word. And you can get through it. Yep, the saints have proved it. Yeah, and your story, you know, brings it brings it down to one word that I've got, and that's opportunity. opportunity. So if we if we see every negative thing as opportunity, you know, we talk a lot about how important it is for our souls that we recognize and embrace every opportunity to make progress on the spiritual path, yeah. and just like these twins. So amidst all of the noise and distractions in our worlds today. How do we stay tuned to opportunities so we don't miss them? Well, I mean, that was an obvious one, but, yeah. you know, there might be some that are but, real but, subtle. But, you know, again, they can be subtle or, or we get caught up in the world, so to speak. We have responsibilities. We have jobs. We have families. Going to school. You know, we got health issues. I mean, we do have responsibilities, and those shouldn't be ignored. But what happens is when you ignore your spiritual side and you don't take time for God every day. Because what happens is... You know, by invoking the light, you sort of clear your channel, so to speak. You can mm-hmm. hear God better, eliminate the static. This is what the violet flame does. It clears our auras. We can feel God more. We can hear God more. But when you're continually engaged in activities that aren't productive, that, that weigh you down with misqualified energy, you're caught up in the media. And some of these movies and TV shows we, we have today, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, they aren't right. They sh- we shouldn't no. choose to expose our consciousness to these things. We take on an energy and a vibration that creates a density in our aura that makes us less sensitive to God and to the promptings of God. And so we don't even hear the voice of conscience. We don't hear our Holy Christ self. We don't feel those nuances where God is saying, no, don't go there. It's not my will for you. <laughs> and so t- make sure you build in the day time for devotion, time for meditation, time for decrees and prayers of the violet flame. Every single day. This is why we pray to Archangel Michael every day of our lives for his protection, because we need that to sustain our awareness of the opportunity that is before us. If we lose that awareness, we become dense, and we just will we'll fill out this life going through routines. Don't let that happen to you. You know, don't choose drugs. Don't choose alcohol. Don't choose those things that cut off your attunement and your awareness of God within you. 
because it's going to wake up one day and you're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to be filled with regret. And you, that doesn't have to happen. Mm. You know, we have our challenges and it's not easy. Nobody, this is not an easy life. Karma is never easy. But when you take the time to integrate with God and with the presence of God, use the violet flame, as Mrs. Prophet talked about, the rosary, raising up that mother life, life is easier. Things work. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. get through these yeah. things. But don't get distracted by all the forces around you that would keep you from your God and your destiny. Oh, I totally agree. And I know that in the interview we heard earlier, uh, Mrs. Prophet was speaking about ritual drama. In fact, you mentioned you know some of the dramas we're exposed to. Life's dramas unfolding are a process or processes that we do learn through. I mean, not that we have to be stuck with them, not that we have to invite them necessarily, but when they're there, we can really use them. This is, the, again, going back to what Terry was saying about opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity. Life's dramas unfolding. We have parts to play, yeah. whether it's wife, husband, father, teacher, you know, boss, whatever it is, we have roles to play. And how we play those will determine where we're going next. And, again, as we began this show, the life you have right now is one you created. If you want to create a better life, then make better choices, and it's going to work. And, you know, again, we reiterate, <laughs> but the violet flame will accelerate the right choices, will transmute the negative ones you've made in the past. It's like a jump start, yeah. you know, to get you going. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we can fill the, our, our batteries, our reserve tanks, and keep them topped off. And you know what? It feels good. <laughs> it does, does, yeah. Doesn't it feel good to wake up in the morning and say, I am fulfilling the purpose of my life. It's not easy. There are hard things. But you know what? I've made some right choices. I'm yeah. pursuing God. I'm experiencing God. I'm seeking God. You know, I'm giving my devotions, my prayers, and my decrees. And you will, amidst all the pain and challenge of your karma, you will feel a deep peace within your heart. And you will feel the joy of your soul that at last I'm on my way home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this seems like a key point that bears repeating. If our unfolding life dramas are taken away from us, replaced by instant gratification, for instance, or one-step pop culture enlightenment, won't there be a very high price to pay for trying to avoid our dramas? Oh, it's, it's a tragic price. You know, <laughs> we don't know when opportunity will come again. You know, how many thousands of years have we waited for this particular time and space when we had these dispensations, when we had a, a society where we were free to pursue God as we wanted to? We don't know what's coming on the earth, but it may not be the opportunity we have today. So don't get distracted. Yes, enjoy life. Yes, keep balance in your life. Yes, you know, run with a dog or play ball or whatever the things you need to do, but not to the price of your devotion to God and your attunement with God. This is opportunity. Let us not pass from this life with regret. Let us fly with the joy of test passed by God's grace and our service. And you know, know what? You're happier, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It just feels good. Uh, Sid, in our discussion, uh, in any discussion of the spiritual path, free will and transcendence, we must honor all of those who have gone before us and shown by their example how to navigate the human minefield, if you will, and return home to God. Of course, we're talking about the Ascended Masters, those great saints and sages of East and West who successfully climbed the mountain that we're climbing today. 
What are some resources uh, that you would recommend for people who wish to study and understand the lives of these great masters? Well, you know, these things, this knowledge just doesn't come to us through quote-unquote common sense. You know, we have to study, and there are teachings that will help us understand these things. Uh, you know, there's the Lords of the Seven Rays, which talk about the seven masters on each mm-hmm. one of the rays. Oh, yeah. A great book is The Masters and the Retreats, which explains so many things. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Karma and Reincarnation, The Lost Teachings of Jesus. Go to our website, tsl.org, look at the bookstore, and see what catches your fancy, and ask God to show you where you need to go. But we do need to study. It just oh, yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen by accident, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, I, it's amazing to me. What be. a great show. It just went by so fast. Yep. And here we are again at the end, having to wrap things up. Sid, thank you, as always, for it's your a contributions. Joy. It's, it, a joy. it's a joy. It is for all of us. And like, You said it. I wake up feeling pretty good about what's coming up. Yeah, yeah we, we want to... Th- and we want to thank all of these people out here. These, these for you know, here we are at a hundred shows. You know, yeah. uh, if you have any questions or concerns, send them to us at webradio at tsl dot org. That's webradio at tsl dot org, and we'll do our best to answer you promptly. Yes, we will. Yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> folks, uh, remember though the upward path may be difficult. The rewards are literally out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 